Welcome to Day Zero Update for September 13th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. I'm Brandon Parkins. I'm John Yelanik. And I'm Jan Redmikoria. And yeah, we've got a, a big, big week uh, here with uh, uh, the finally the uh, next-gen consoles are starting to slot into place as far as when we can expect them and all that. Uh, as Xbox has kind of revealed their hand uh, right now. And we've got a pretty good idea that Sony's going to be doing the same this week. Yeah, doesn't look like uh, they've really got a whole lot that's going to be coming out on launch, though. Not much of a launch library. Yeah, we'll see how that stuff goes uh, for right now. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all goes. But uh, let's see, we also got Nintendo... Popping up, remind me they got uh, one more game coming out this year. Uh, probably something nobody expected, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, we a got some... surprise, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, and we got some uh, Ubisoft news here as they had a stream earlier this week, and uh, a couple more things here. Uh, kind of a, a a pretty busy week for everybody. Uh, but yeah, for now we're gonna talk about what we've been playing. Uh, for me, I'm continuing to play some more Dark Souls, uh, remastered mm-hmm. on PC. I got through Blight Town. Ah, good. Uh, which ran just fine on PC here, mm-hmm. uh, which I was hoping would be the case. Uh, doesn't mean I didn't see exactly why people griped about this, much like they did for... Uh, I forget what the town is in Demon Souls. They seem to have like one of these towns in each of their games. Yeah, it's completely... basically the like introductory sort of area that you're. I'm like technically with like Demon Souls and Dark Souls, you can really go and start anywhere you want to after you get out of that initial dungeon area. But usually, there's that one that's somewhat easier than the others to sort of get you ingratiated into the game. And uh, yeah, that's not really bright, uh, Blight Town. No. Uh, that's the the one to show you that if they wanted to, they could be just cruel and miserable to you. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's by uh, the grace of their mercy. They do not do that the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I'm just starting Sense Fortress, and uh, that's going to be a whole weird uh, area, especially these weird snake monsters. Oh yes, which when they die, then you just see their floppy heads going around. You're like. This is a very silly uh, enemy design. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, not so much when they're alive, but uh, when they're dead, they just kind of like floppy dick monsters, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Blight Town. like real snakes in that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Blight Town especially is just a whole weird area because there are... Uh, there's the whole swamp area, which thankfully I'm kind of uh, not really following a guide, but this... Uh, it's like Let's Play I'm following from Game Informer is kind of uh, give me some good advice as far as like, oh, you should go back to the asylum because you can get a ring that makes you walk much better in water. Uh, which There's is a large part that, of Blight Town. Um, that one uh, particular weapon that can actually kind of give you a massive leg up at the beginning of the game. It's uh, you had the only way you can do it is you have to like go I think underneath the bridge where the where the dragon is re- where the dragons yeah, are resting, the, the Drake sword, whatever it's called. Yeah, and you basically have to shoot the dragon's tail for like I think it's like ten with like ten or twenty arrows. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, which that weapon's pretty nice, but it's uh, it's also a sword, just a normal mm. sword. So it's uh, my build right now is kind of uh, I got a, a Zweihander, which is a giant claymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty powerful, and a uh, halberd. That's my ranged weapon right there. I can just hold up my shield and just dink at people with this halberd, uh, uh, which works out pretty well for those two weapons. And yeah, Blighttown has the reputation because it is full of uh, enemies that can give you poison, which is not mm-hmm. as big of a deal as the ones that can give you toxic. Yeah, and there's a and they're all like hiding everywhere. Like they're yeah, the not toxic safe. ones are these like blow dart shooting enemies. Yeah, and uh, they're everywhere. They're yeah, in front especially of you. When they're like on ledges and shit. They're like on yeah. rafters that you can't see. Yeah, it's it's not a fun area to be in, especially because I got I was trying to get into the shortcut uh, to get back out once I was done uh, with uh, uh, Quileg. Uh, mm-hmm. Which wasn't too bad of an enemy. Uh, you can kind of cheese her a bit because uh, she starts doing some swiping with her swords. And if you don't know what Quileg is, it's kind of a. Uh, if you know what a kind of centaur is, but instead yeah. of a horse, it's a, a spider, giant yeah. spider. Uh, and the, the human part is obviously a sexy lady because Japan. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, especially a topless lady. She doesn't have. Anything on but her hair covering her her boobs. Yeah. Uh, but she swings a sword, and basically, if you're right up against the spider, you're not going to get hit at all. Uh, so you can kind of get in there, uh, get some attacks. Just make sure you don't uh, stay there for too long, because it does this like explosive attack that just will wipe you out in one hit. Uh, so you kind of have to do that. But uh, the toxic is the worst thing to get uh, nailed with with those dudes, because uh, I was getting uh, out of the the shortcut from after being the boss and uh, ran into this area was just all those dudes shooting blow darts. So I had to just run around and just hit them, kill them all. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could explore at peace. Uh, and it's just not... But once you kill them, they don't come back on death. Uh, so at least give you that little bit of a reprieve. But the poison just kind of goes so slowly, it's not that big of a deal. I literally just ran through the, the swamp up to the fight and like didn't worry about the, the boss uh, going at the boss with less than hundred health, uh, yeah. full health. Cause it was, you know, if I'm going to get killed by this boss, I'm going to get killed. It's not the poison. Isn't going to be the thing that kills me, uh, which is uh nice at least. But yeah, the, the other thing about blight town that's uh, you may not know if you haven't played it is that it is a very confusing, a labyrinthine design of these like, uh, Wooden bridges, essentially, uh, that have been built upon. There's tons of ladders, lots of confusing architecture there. That uh, architecture that that just makes it hard to kind of figure out, like, okay, where's where's the thing I need to do to get out of here? That kind of stuff, uh, which is a shame, but uh, I think it appropriately gets you uh, kind of happy to be done with the area and get the fuck out of there and never come back if you can help it. I think I'll have to come back because I have to. Uh, I think when I came back, uh, the person that I used to upgrade my uh, Estus flasks had been killed by one of the people in the uh, little starting area uh, that gets out uh, from a different area. So there's like one of those dudes 
Because I think Demon's Souls are somebody that, if you don't take them out, they'll just kill everybody, uh, including merchants that you'll never get uh, your upgrades and such from. So, you know, there's uh, there's all sorts of fuckery about in these games. Uh, but yeah, that's been Dark Souls for me. Uh, still kind of, like, dipping my foot in the water of Sen's Fortress. Uh, with this one uh, enemy that just uh, hangs up on a bridge and just shoots uh, magic at you. Uh, very annoying. So I hang back, hung back on my second attempt and just pulled out my bow. Hit him a few times and he just walked off the bridge. I was like, well, that solves the problem pretty quickly. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And Yeah, this game still is quite good. Still working my way through it. There's just a lot to it. Uh, a lot of different areas I could go to and work my way through uh, for some of these like extra side stuff and all that. Uh, I did watch them in the video kind of going through this other area of Blighttown. That's like a secret area. Ash Lake, I think it's called, something like that. Uh, which has this giant hydra that's like trying to kill you. Uh, and they just hightail it and go find this dragon that's part of the dragon covenant I guess you can join. And you go to, behind him and just cut off his tail and you get like a a ridiculously powerful sword that requires, I think, 50 strength just to use at its full strength, uh, which is very ridiculous. Uh, but I'm probably not going to use it, so I didn't really bother with that part of it. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's been Dark Souls. Uh, still playing Tony Hawk. I'm near the end of the first game, kind of working my way around and getting the upgrades and such uh, for that, but uh, that still is a really fun game. Uh, still really well done, and uh, kind of dipped my toes into The Tourist, uh, which is on Game Pass on PC uh, for the time being, uh, and it's a very weird game. Uh, it's kind of uh, an adventure game, I guess. Mm-hmm. So far, there's been no combat or, at all. It's just been walking around, talking to people. They give you a quest that are like, oh, give me all this fruit so I can make a smoothie, and then found a person that wanted the smoothie to let me up to on the top of this uh, like monument thing that uh, seem to be kind of like these uh, secrets, monuments that you kind of need to go through, solve like their puzzles, and then uh, that helps you like unlock more stuff to do. Uh, meanwhile, you're doing all these other, other weird things like taking pictures and uh, helping a party get to its maximum party meter, which is a weird thing to do. Uh, trying to uncover like secret stashes of gold on this beach and all kinds of other mm-hmm. things that they ask of you. And it has a nice uh, voxel art style. Uh, so it kind of has a nice blocky look to it. Uh, but being kind of a high-res looking game too. So it's got really nice lighting and all that. But uh, that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, so I am now on the last chapter of Final Fantasy XV. So uh, I'm actually, I'm for those just to sort of, I mean, this game's already a couple years old, so this ain't really a spoiler. Uh, there's basically like a ten year time skip that happens at the end of the game, at the last chapter of the game. Um, and honestly, the only person that looks like it is. Noctis himself. <laughs> For the other three, they just slap a couple of douchey beards on them and call it a day. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that game is still a lot of fun. 
still very enjoyable. Um, I will say, though, the English dubbing, uh, some of the voice actors are good, others are not. Some are very dull and just not good. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, uh, I went and got me a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the Switch. Um, and by the way, if you have not played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles yet, you know, the the game originally, it showed up on the Nintendo Wii back in the day. Um, until it was, you know, eventually ported over to the DS and now over to the Switch. Uh, get this version. Um, this is the best version you can get. Uh, basically what they did is they went back and they... Uh, redid a bunch of the graphics they redid the character models so they don't look quite as uh they look more articulate than the originals did um when they speak their actual mouths aren't just flapping up and down like like muppets um they redid some of the you know some of the some of the graphics make it look crisper and smoother um the original game, I mean, it still looked pretty awesome, but it was sort of an illusion because thanks to the just the incredibly high degree of quality that went into the world design and world building, you kind of could kind of ignore that if you looked at the textures too closely, they got a little blurry. Um, but yeah, and uh, this game, they kind of also sort of streamlined a bit of the original combat system, because the original combat system was very cumbersome. Um, it was basically controlled by, like, this uh, taskbar at the bottom of the screen, and it was very... the Unless you were in-depth with the tutorial, uh, it comes off as very esoteric, not quite knowing what it's supposed to be doing. Um, also, uh, be, just to sort of add a little bit of an extra treat, uh, there's also new content. Uh, they add a epilogue uh, that takes place sometime after the original story at the end, so you got brand new content as well to go with it. So if you haven't uh, played Xenoblade Chronicles yet, play this version. Believe me, it is absolutely worth it. There is a reason why this game got such high marks back when it came out. It's pretty much single-handedly rebirth, rebirthed the entire JRPG genre after it had gone stagnant for so long. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, uh, John, what about you? All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've mainly been checking out uh, a lot of what Game Pass has to offer since getting Xbox recently. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess that, you know, why not start with uh, the Master Chief Collection? Um, so yeah, uh, I you know Halo is like a series that I kind of ha I do have like a little bit of a history with like you know when my brothers, uh, you know when my brothers first got an Xbox like back in like 2001 Halo was the first game I played there. Uh, I you know I remember playing Halo Two with them. Um, I was always getting like you know destroyed by them in multiplayer just because they always knew where all like the power weapons were and stuff. And also it probably helped that they were like 16 at the time and I was like six or seven at the time, so I didn't really know how to play competitive video games, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, and also like, you know, I, I wanted to get a 360 for Halo 3 as well, and I'm, you know, having all kinds of good time playing custom games and, and Reach and, you know, playing co-op and ODST, 
going to the midnight release of four and all that. So yeah, it's just been great to be able to kind of jump back into the Master Chief collection. Um and you know, be able to have all that in one spot and all the games, you know, like pretty much remastered running at like a very, you know, higher frame rate than uh they were in the past. Uh I've mainly been playing Reach. Um yeah, I haven't really touched the story stuff at all. Uh yeah, I haven't touched any of the campaigns, but I've mainly just been playing uh, reaches multiplayer and i've really been having a good time with that just um you know sort of like getting back into the groove of you know just playing like halo multiplayer because you know i've like you know past few years like i played like a pretty decent amount of first person shooters but i mean like n- none of them really ever like feel you know none of them ever really feel like halo so it's nice to be able to just like play a halo game you know it, there's something about it that just feels right so I've been having a good time with that. Um, I checked out Gears of War Ultimate Edition. I'm currently in... Uh, I just started Act 3 of that. Uh, so far, I'm having a pretty good time with that, too. Uh, Gears of War is one of those franchises that I never really... Like, you know, I always knew it existed. Um, and I, you know, tr- like, played uh, maybe, like, an hour or two of, like, the second one. But, uh, you know, I never really, like dove too deep into it so yeah i'm starting with the ultimate edition of gears one and uh yeah so far uh it's pretty good the uh cover shoot the cover based third person shooting gameplay is uh really solid um uh yeah i mean i, I don't really have too much else to comment uh on <laughs> i don't really have too much else to say about it it's just you know i mean it just works really well um, and then other than that, uh, there's this other game on Game Pass I've been checking out called, uh, West of Dead, and this, it, uh, came out this year, um, mm-hmm. it is a, uh, it is a, like, top-down, uh, twin-stick rogue, uh, and it ha- yeah, it's a top-down twin-stick rogue, like, where pretty much you're playing as this cowboy who is fighting his way through purgatory and is also voiced by Ron Perlman. Um, and so far, uh, it's pretty fun. I'm, I'm not too far into it, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, the, the twin stick shooting combat works well. Uh, there's, there's a cover based element as well, which, you know, adds a little bit of variety and uh, a little bit of strategy to when you're trying to, um, consider how you're going to take out the rooms that are full of these enemies. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I've, I've been having a pretty good time with that. It's, uh, it's very similar to, uh, like, I noticed there are quite a few similarities with uh, Dead Cells, so I think that if you're into Dead Cells, this certainly might be something to check out. And also, like, just, uh, it, it has a very, I, I think it has a very, very, like, cool art style about it, too. You know, that's, uh, yeah, like, I, I just think that the game looks, like, the game is very visually interesting to look at, and, you know, that is part of what makes me want to be playing it. And then, um, lastly, uh, I've been replaying, uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, uh, the HD version, uh, which I've been playing on my Xbox, and, um, yeah, just having a real good time with that as well. Um, I played through the Vita version, or, uh, the PSP version on the Vita earlier this year, um, where, you know, I had a lot of fun with that as well, and I had actually, like, made it, like, a goal, like, you know, like, uh, I decided that I wanted to, you know, try and, like, max out my mother base, uh, try and, like, get everything to the max level it could be, try and S-rank all the side-ups and all that. But then one day, uh, my Vita just kind of died. And then I yeah. ended up, uh, yeah, pretty much losing everything there, and I didn't really feel like getting a new Vita. 
So, uh, yeah. So I decided that, you know, I, I have, I have an Xbox that, you know, I have a system that can like play H play the HD version, which by all accounts is the better version. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I might as well maybe give it a shot on here. So yeah, I've just been working on trying to just get through the main story first, just so that Mm -hmm. I have more access to like the side ops and all that. Uh, I'm currently in, uh, I just ended chapter four, so I'm in the last chapter of the game, which, uh, was prob, which is probably my least favorite part of the game because it, it, it mostly is like, like it pretty much is just doing side missions until the story kind of decides that it's ready to continue. Uh, oh. but yeah, I mean, other than that though, um, it's, it's, you know, even though I replayed the game, this is my second time replaying the game this year. Uh, it's still a great experience. Uh, honestly, I think it probably like it's my personal favorite Metal Gear game. So just being mm-hmm. able to kind of go back through that and like it, it really is just a pleasure being able to go back through that and just kind of like get to experience it. Again. And yeah, I mean that that's pretty much uh, what I've been playing. Uh, how about you, Dan yeah. Reb? Yeah, um, yesterday I just, or not yesterday, a couple days ago I finished um, Tell Me Why. The uh, last chapter um, came out on Thursday. And um, if you read my review of the second chapter, um, I didn't like it very much. Um, mm-hmm. it, it did a good job moving the story, but like you play these kinds of games because you feel like your, um, your input or your decisions matter. And um, while, they, while they definitely still do, um, there haven't been a whole lot of situations where I feel where I felt torn about choosing one side or the other. They all seem very like one-sided and I didn't really feel bad after making any decisions. So um, this last chapter, um, I didn't know what to expect mainly because like, you know, um, you typically don't end these kinds of games with three chapters. Normally, normally there's five. So I didn't really know what direction they'd go in. And um, it seemed like, um, a lot of what really, a lot of the press that really made this game worth talking about in the first place, um, didn't really um, become evident at all after the first chapter. Like it was cool saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we're we're using a um, using a transgender character, and um, the, he all of the his um, all of his thoughts and stuff were are, are going to be different." But at that um, at, at the same time, it seemed to skew more towards decisions that your sister would make only because she was the character that was there at the time without saying much. And um, yeah, the, the last part of the chapter though had a lot of uh, pretty cool um, puzzle solving. Uh, there's one item in the game called the, um, the book of goblins. That's pretty much kind of like the notebook from the uncharted games where the answers are pretty mm-hmm. much in the book. If you do, if you, if you do the research uh, well here, they're actually all um, fairy tales and you have to use um, your knowledge of symbolism and metaphors in order to really uh, put forth the kind of stories they're trying to tell in the game. And I thought that was pretty interesting storytelling and great world building. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'll, I'll have my review up later today. So that was an, that was an interesting experience. Um, I, I wouldn't say that the last chapter really stuck the ending, but it was definitely an interesting experience. And I, I hope to see Don't Nod continue to make more games in the Life is Strange style, but continue to explore different story elements. It, it definitely was a fun game to play. Um, I also got a lot of time in with NBA 2K21. Um, 
2K uh, gave us the review copy last week, and I uh, got most of my gameplay in uh, over this past week. And yeah, so it's interesting because with a sports game, especially at this point in time, you don't really expect much because you know they're 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 working on next gen. Like we're expecting the Xbox Series X and PS5 in a couple months, so you wouldn't really expect a sports game to be good. I mean, look at Madden. Like Madden's been absolutely shit on by. Um, most people in the industry, uh, it's, it's, it's release. And, um, you know, I, I do empathize with them because I think part of the reason why Madden sucks is because with all the changes with uh, the Washington football team, you know, you remove one asset, you pretty much ruin code, and that pretty much breaks the game entirely. I'm not saying that's the reason because, you know, you, the, when you get the game, like they, they are the Redskins and things like that. But, yeah. Anyway, with NBA 2K21, they changed a lot of stuff, mainly the, um, mainly the, way, the, the way you shoot. Like before, it was all about filling a shot meter. Now it's kind of like an aiming golf system where you have to like get the uh, timing right in the sweet spot. And it's actually, you know, come with a lot of fire. A lot of the uh, veteran 2K fans don't like it. And um, they ended up patching it last Saturday to uh, make shots a little easier to shoot. Um, I think the main reason why they did that, aside from, you know, veterans hitting it, was um, their cover boy. Uh, Damian Lillard even complained on Twitter about it. So I think that's what really pushed him over the edge. But as someone who's uh, taken a break from the series for two years, I didn't mind it too much. Uh, so, I mean, I, I am thankful that it's a little easier, but I, I didn't really find it um, detrimental to the experience. Um, the big focus this year was on the My Team, which is pretty much um, EA's ultimate team. It's, it's, it's just filled with uh, microtransactions and stuff. And last year's game got a lot of flack because there was a casino room with slot machines there and shit that you can win some currency off of. Uh, this year's doesn't have that. Um, but they're taking more of a live product route. Like um, this mode actually has seasons, you know, similar to what they have on like Fortnite and Overwatch and things like that. And uh, they're pretty cool because you don't really have to spend in those in order to get a, to, to get a really good team. The main thing though, is that you really have to grind because not a whole lot of stuff. Um, you have to grind because a lot of the stuff you can get is free, but you have to do it a lot. And like, it's, it's really unrealistic to try to have a, competitive team without spending because even with the grind i mean like you know you're really assuming that your player plays nothing else but 2k and you know for us that's obviously not the case so i wasn't able to get as much uh progression as i would like on that but it is good to know that 2k is actually giving you the ability to bring your currency over from this game to the next gen one and i'm just hoping that once the next gen one comes out which will be in a couple months hopefully um i'm hoping that um you know, the, the game doesn't have any, like, bare-boned features. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's exactly the same as what we have now, except, obviously, with the better graphics and the presentation. Um, other than that, you know, 2K has always been, like, you know, the best of what they do as far as the basketball game goes, so there's no complaints there. And uh, if um, it's, it's just really weird, because, like, you, you'd expect uh, 2K to, like, delay the game or something, especially since, since the NBA season isn't even over and we're nowhere close to the next one. But, um, yeah, that's just where we are with that. And then lastly, I've been playing some Tony Hawk. Uh, I haven't been playing as much as I'd like uh, because, because of all the stuff we've had to play for review. But uh, yeah, it's still fun. Um, I, I started the mall yesterday and um, just got all the skate letters and the robots. Yeah, still a lot of fun. But that's pretty much it. All right. So yeah, uh, quite a bit of stuff, though. We got a little bit of a break uh, this week as far as releases. There's not really too much here coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the near term, but I think we got some stuff coming out later this month that is uh, going to be things that people are interested in. Uh, yeah. 
Speaking of things people might be interested in, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo revealed their November game yeah. uh, for this year, which is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yep. And it uh, takes place as a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Yep. Basically, you know, all that uh, parts of the story that talk about, like, you know, the original four and Link, you know, before the Calamity and everything and all that. That's that's basically what this is about. Yeah, the uh, the Great Calamity, mm-hmm. as it happens. So, uh, yeah, kind of a, a bit of a surprise they make another Hyrule Warriors game, but this at least fits uh, the way you would do another one of those. Mm-hmm. As far as like, hey, take this uh, this whole part of Breath of the Wild that they don't really touch on too much. Yeah, uh, and uh, a Muso kind of fits that pretty well. Mm-hmm. In terms of going through killing a bunch of dudes, uh, though at the end, obviously you have to lose. Yeah, or else the Breath of the Wild doesn't happen, or they can just pull some Zelda shit anyway. Yeah, like which, oh, that's that's a different link. He gets he gets he loses and he gets frozen. Yeah, it's like, wow, this game's going to be kind of dark, isn't it? Yeah. Because remember, but, uh, all of those uh, all of those four champions are dead by the end of it. So Yeah, yeah one of the funny few... was, uh, oh, it's 2020. You know, N- N- Nintendo couldn't really make us happy with whatever they release. And sure, we'll just release a game where everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you have uh, Link, Zelda, and I think the other... Uh, heroes there. I'm not sure yep. who else they're going to have here, but uh, yeah, it looks like uh, see environmental puzzles, unlock weapons and skills, craft materials, visit shops to obtain items, and use the power of the Sheikah Slate fans are recognized from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild. So it seems like yeah. there will be some of that stuff there, but uh, yeah, that'll be uh, November 20th, uh, late November release. Seems like that should yeah. be the last one for the year. Who knows? I think so. Um, yeah. I know that uh, Cyberpunk actually comes out like a day or two before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. It looks like if you pre-order it, at least digitally, uh, you can get a ladle weapon. Lucky ladle. Uh, yeah, that sounds like something you'd totally get in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was that was actually Linkle's main weapon in the original Hyrule Warriors. So yeah, um, it's interesting. But yeah, like after this game was announced, um, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition like uh, increased their sales a whole lot. If you look at that, if you look at the Amazon page, so um, the, the 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 top selling like pre-orders right now are both the Mario 3D All Stars and the uh, Calamity Calamity of Ganon. Is, is that what it's called? The Hyrule Warriors game? I totally forget. Yeah, um, Age of Calamity. Age of mm-hmm. Calamity. Yeah, and then like. Um, the other Hyrule Warriors game jumped like thirty spots. So yeah, that just goes goes to show the power of Nintendo's IP. But then again, mm-hmm. like, um, if you ask me, as far as their winter lineup goes, like three a three D All Stars is like more than enough. Obviously, you see it there, number one in the sales. But honestly, you don't want to get uh, too much in the way of Microsoft and uh, Sony's uh, console launches. Not too much, and yeah, Cyberpunk there. So. Mario, like if you ask me, like Mario is enough, but it's also not above Nintendo or beneath Nintendo to have a December game, whatever it may be. So yeah, yeah. Well, don't they also have? Isn't Pikmin also coming in November? Or was it, that's that October? October? That's October. Yeah, October. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that'll be. Let me see. I'm checking real quick here. That is the thirtieth. So yeah, they got them about 
yeah, middle of September, late October, and middle of November uh, for that. So yeah, that's uh, it's kind of your Nintendo output for the rest of this year. Uh, seems like an okay year for them. Animal Crossing obviously did huge, uh, but I don't know if there's anything else out here that for the year for Nintendo that's been super amazing and like new because they're coming in yeah. here with this. Like their two other big holiday games are just remasters of uh, older games. Good games, though, but, you know, things that people could have conveniently just replayed or, you know, whatever. Played enough, they don't need it again. So, Mm -hmm. the Switch, all things are evergreen forever. People buy anything if you offer it to them. Uh, I can only imagine, though, like, if, if, if coronavirus didn't affect, like, their main... Uh, their their main output, you know, you you look at what have what have, what have, what would have been in a Nintendo Direct, like you know they've shown Pokemon Snap, and if 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 they could have had 3D All Stars and uh, you know the the Hyrule Warriors game in that, that would have been like a thick show. So you know yep. you know like like so say what you want about like whatever Nintendo did or didn't do this year, they've done a pretty fair amount, and you know it the it, it's kind of weird seeing all these other companies do their own version of a Direct, and Nintendo hardly does them anymore. But at the same yeah. time, all they gotta do is announce something, and the people will buy it. So, yeah, it's. And this, they didn't even do a stream; they just dropped it on YouTube. It's like, hey, we're doing this thing. People were confused; thought it was an expansion for regular Hyrule Warriors. Uh, for a bit there too, so you know, Nintendo can't really seem to do anything wrong at this point. Yeah. But uh, let's talk to uh, a company that can do things wrong. Uh, like Ubisoft. Uh, Ooh, Ubisoft so many came wrong out, things. And they preempted it a couple hours earlier with a video from uh, Yves Guillemot uh, talking about their issues with uh, rampant harassment and uh, abuse. Kind of, uh, you know, apologizing for it. Uh, saying that's not what Ubisoft is uh, supposed to be standing for making pledges to uh, try to right those wrongs, invest more into their hiring program for uh, women and people of color. Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, Something they maybe yeah. should have already done. Yeah. Million dollar investment in its new graduate hiring program, uh, as well as uh, apologizing for the elite squad stuff for the opening video for that. Uh, kind of uh, suggest Black Lives Matter is uh, undermined by an evil, uh, like Bond villain type organization mm-hmm. to sow discord in the world uh, with the the black the the black power fist, yeah, uh, uh, logo being used often in there. Uh, sort of apologizing for that as well, and committing to an unspecified donation to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, you know, which is uh, an all right way to make good for that. Uh, but yeah, very much should have had this be like yeah, the opening I saw, for the oh, stream. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I saw... This was just uh, a separate thing. On, uh, in the replies, Twitch. there was someone who... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, there was someone who had asked if, it was, if this was going to be in the actual show or not, because... Yeah, like they, yeah, like they dropped this like for Ubisoft board. Then uh, they said it was due to timing constraints, and like 
I don't know. There, there is something yeah. about that that very much does rub me the wrong way. It, it very much does feel like a, we don't want to like take uh, accountability for our actions. In, uh, you know, in our like kind of big, uh, you know, in like our big event. You know? Yeah, it's as somebody who works with video, it's not that hard to add on to yeah, video you're I mean, producing. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not like you have like a host like, oh, yeah, you know, who has to like stick to like a, you know, a scheduled program <laughs> and they have to like yeah. add something in. You know? Yeah, this was a stream. I watched it earlier today. There's lots of dead time uh, because they're just, you know, just doing the countdown to whenever they do their pre-show, uh, the regular show and like post-show stuff. And it's like, you know, you could, you know, put like four minutes left, start playing this video. That kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it was funny to see Jeff Keighley responding to one of Ubisoft's uh, replies on Twitter saying, you know, uh, they did not uh, put it, or they just chose to release it as a standalone message, uh, but are working to ensure it will be available in full in the VOD version of the show. He just replies, come on. Uh, <laughs> saying like, yeah, this, you guys blew this messaging here. <laughs> On this thing, kind of making it look like you wanted to conveniently bury it with your own news, yeah. uh, which probably was part of the reason for doing that. I would assume uh, you don't really put out a video like that to be like, "Oh, whoopsie, we got an event going." Sorry, they're uh, going to be talking over any of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, they did have a show afterwards, and a lot of the stuff they talked about was just. To go, hey, we're working on you know more content for this game and that game and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they announced some new things uh, here. Uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising uh, got its uh, full reveal here, gameplay and all that, uh, and that'll be out on uh, December third on all yeah. of the platforms: uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Stadia, Switch, PC. Uh, all the things, yeah, yeah basically this, all this, the stuff. This was a really impressive showing. Like it skyrocketed to like the top of my anticipated list. You know, I, I really look forward to uh, the Legend of Zelda: Phoenix Rising. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely has that vibe. It has a vibe of like mixing Breath of the Wild and uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, to it. conveniently, uh, the new producer uh, for the game. Uh, I think maybe the director is, came from Odyssey because the, the previous ones were in a bit of trouble. Oh, yeah. He uh, did some stuff and some things that aren't kosher. And conveniently are no longer there. Mm-hmm. So the people, uh, at least, yeah, the studio behind Assassin's Creed Odyssey took over. Uh, and the, as well as the director, and you kind of feel that vibe. Uh, to the whole thing, especially conveniently that they're both kind of going after uh, mythological stuff, though Odyssey was obviously going for more Roman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it looks pretty nice for what it is, and I was uh, at least pleasantly surprised from the the gameplay footage that it's like doesn't really seem like there's any uh, RPG elements to it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, cosmetics that you can earn mm-hmm. uh, through doing different things, but uh, it doesn't really seem to have the RPG grind stuff that Odyssey has, uh, which may make it uh, an easier game to get into. Mm. 
Uh, that's the one thing about Odyssey is it's a long grind. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> you can grind for hundreds of hours if you want Yep, to play all the things. So, yep, that'll be uh, out December 3rd. Uh, so that's kind of their, uh, one of their last games of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also revealed Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time remake. Uh, a long way to return for Prince of Persia. Yeah. Uh, and also kind of remaking one of their best games. Oh, they've yeah. done in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like uh, that's going to be PS4, Xbox One, and PC by uh, X- Epic Game Store, Ubisoft Store, and Uplay Plus. Yeah. Uh, so not next-gen yet, though it does mention, and it will also be playable on Xbox Series X and S and PS5 via backwards compatibility. Yeah. So that's, Is uh, uh, Jordan Mechner going to be involved in it? Or did they uh, say anything? I forget what they mentioned. There might be another article about that on the, the Ubisoft site. Uh, they mentioned that Yuri Lowenthal returned to play the prince. Uh, for that, uh, where is it at? Director, okay. Uh, the director is Pierre Sylvain Gears. Uh, a new guy. So not Mechner. I forget what Mechner's doing these days. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's one of the more surprising things that got announced that is out January 21st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing you'll notice from all these dates is they're really stacking the next six months. Yeah. Cause they got, uh, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed coming out here in October, November. Mm-hmm. They got Immortals in December, uh, Prince, uh, Persia, January. I think Far Cry is February. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also coming in February is Riders Republic, uh, which is the new game from the Steep Devs. Yeah. Uh, but instead of snow events, it is more uh, summer events. Yeah. A lot of uh, biking, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so kind of able to take advantage of uh, increased power from next gen and all that, that they're going to be able to allow you to play with 50 other people at once. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot of people to handle. Uh, I assume they must be ghosts to each other, not knocking into each other all the time, but Mm -hmm. uh, it takes place over a number of national parks in the U.S. Bryce Canyon, Yosemite Valley, Sequoia Park, Zion, Canyonlands, Mammoth Mountain, and Grand Teton. Mm. Uh, So you get to do a lot of that stuff. I guess it seems like there will be some winter stuff too. Snowboarding, skiing, Biking and wingsuiting. So kind of that same vibe of, you know, pick whatever discipline you want and do do the things. Set up your runs and all that. They got a lot of PvP modes and such, competitive races, trick challenges, multiplayer arenas, online cups, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's it seemed pretty neat. Uh, yeah, it seems like it'll be... They're doing the free upgrade stuff for that version. Uh, which has been the Ubisoft MO so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next game coming out holiday 2020 is a return of a game people have been talking about for years, Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. vs. the World, uh, the mm. game Complete Edition. Yeah. Uh, they finally got the, the licensing uh, worked out again to get it back out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia, and PC. Uh 
Yeah, it includes the original DLC, uh, which adds two characters as well as some mini games, dodgeball, and PvP battles. So you can play that whole kind of uh, River City Ransom style game again. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I saw, the creator Scott Pilgrim, I forget what his name is, Brandon or Brian Leo Malley, mm-hmm. uh, was talking about how he gets nothing from these games. Yeah. Because uh, it goes through uh, the studio. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you can go and get all that so, later this year. So you know, uh, and this was another bit of news that came out ahead of ahead of the uh, Ubisoft Forward. How is that Skull and Bones? Delete yeah. again. Again, isn't this like the third or fourth time? Yeah, because I think at this point it was kind of uh, it'll come out at some point. Yeah, it's basically what, for those who don't know what this is, um, basically they took the whole uh, sort of pirate ship mechanic from Assassin's Creed 4 and they decided to turn it into its own game. Which, you know, not a bad idea. The pirate ship stuff in that game was a lot of fun. Yeah. But for some reason, they just cannot get this damn thing finished. Yeah, and they have, so they rebooted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your production on Skull and Bones has been in full swing with the new vision uh, teams at Ubisoft Singapore are fully committed to launching the game as well as supporting it for many years to come uh, while the game won't be president Ubisoft Ford on September 10th we're currently working on plans to present Skull and Bones sometime in the future it'll be worth a wait mm. uh, see many of you wonder why we had to postpone our launch the answer is simply we need more time we dreamt something bigger for Skull and Bones, and these ambitions naturally came with bigger challenges. So yeah. Also, COVID playing stuff, and but yeah, rebooting the game kind of uh, definitely requires some more time on that. So yeah, hopefully when they get uh, on the other side of this, they get uh, a game that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the time being, it's one of those unfortunate situations where it seems like it didn't quite... And get there from the original vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully eventually hits it. Whatever they're yeah. working on now. but And hopefully it'll be good, because, uh, you know, I, I want another good pirate game. Yeah, there still aren't too many of those out there. There's just Sea of Thieves right now. Yeah. For the most part. And that's kind of a, a different kind of thing entirely. Yeah. It's better... Than it was when it first released, but yeah, yeah, it's a whole different atmosphere. Yeah, they're adding dogs to it that you can mm-hmm. buy for your character. Of course. Yep. Gotta sell you stuff. Uh, yeah, that was uh, kind of Ubisoft forward for the most part. A uh, couple of interesting things there, but yeah, kind of, uh, kind of a weird show. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the cadence of everything was kind of weird, but as far as the announcements shown and all the games shown, this was probably the the one that spoke to me the most. Um, you know, my, my Zelda Joker joke aside, Immortals looks really good, and I'm looking really forward to that. Yeah. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time was my favorite game of that generation, so I'm really looking forward to playing it again. Granted, like, you know, the... I wouldn't say the trailer actually looked all that nice, um, especially, you know, you know knowing, knowing what to expect out of, like a studio like uh, like Ubisoft at this generation but um we uh, there there was a tweet like a uh, 
assuring gamers that the game will eventually look better and it's, it's still in its alpha stage. But it is a kind of concerning because like we expect the game in January, so you, you kind of hope the game look, looks better than that. But again, like yeah. um, the, the, like the, the, this is a game that really isn't expected to make like a whole lot of money. I mean, it's a budget title at forty bucks, but you know it was a great experience, and I, I'm glad it's being remade. Riders Republic yeah. from, from Steep looks 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 pretty interesting. Um, I, I wasn't that big a fan of Steep, but I, I did enjoy the craziness of it. And like this game looks absolutely insane. Scott Pilgrim, I want to say, is a little bit overrated, but I did have, I did have fun with it. So again, like a lot of fun announcements, and you know Ubisoft is working hard. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is, if you pre-order Prince of Persia, uh, you get a set of cosmetics that makes him look like he did in the original game. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. I just think that's cool, but you know, it's a thing. Yeah, but I guess also with that, they also let you unlock the original uh, 1989 game uh, within it, so you can kind of play that and see kind of what platforming adventure games was like back then, uh, which is way different than what they are um, now. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, I, I thought it was. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I, I'm kind of mixed say about on John? it. Um, there, there certainly were like quite a few things that you know I think I will be checking. You know, like Prince of Per, like uh, I never played the original. Uh, yeah, I never played Sands of Time, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, Riders Riders Republic looks pretty cool. I didn't play Steep, but um, just the way that uh, I guess, yeah, the way that the trailer went, like you know what was shown and how they were explaining it, it kind of reminded me of the social aspect of games like uh, Skate Three and all that. So, and, you know, th- those are probably the aspects, uh, that's probably the aspect of Skate 3 that I enjoyed the most, was, you know, the social aspect, being able to kind of, like, free skate around a park with, you know, your friends or just, like, whoever online. So, I'll probably be checking that out as well. Um, uh, so- some of the other stuff that uh, they had there, too, um, uh, w- was at least, like, cool to see, like, like you know, you know at- as much as it pains me that there isn't a new Splinter Cell game yet, um, or maybe ever. Uh, it was still at least, I guess, cool to see you know, Sam Fisher back, uh, even if it is just in Rainbow Six Siege. And uh, with that, uh, yeah, with that uh, animated trailer that they had, which um, uh, you know, like yeah. it, it, if that if that Splinter Cell anime series ends up looking like that, I'd be fine with. But um, yeah, uh, overall, I thought it was a, uh, I, I I thought it was a pretty. Uh, all right, sometimes confusing show, but you know, overall, like, I mean, there's there's definitely stuff here that I'm going to be checking. I think Immortals: Phoenix Rising looks, looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely gonna see how that turns out uh, near the end. Uh, but yeah, I think the other stuff they revealed there was like Rainbow Six Siege just coming to next gen. They're gonna do free upgrades for that that brings it up to like 4K and 120 FPS support. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Just like, yeah, sure. That's bring that up to more on par with the, the PC game. Yeah, uh, the, for the that. Pro- so yep. Yeah, they got some some. Yeah, something that was a little. Stuff coming it out of the it, next it was months. a little strange. Whenever uh, uh, they see, uh, see how it comes uh, out in the end. It, whenever they're like hyping up, like who you know, you know whenever they're hyping up, like who was going to be in uh, uh, Watch Dogs Legion, and then they're just like, you know, you asked, we answered. Here's Aiden Pierce. Uh, because I, you know, I played Watch Dogs, the first Watch Dogs back whenever it came out, and oh yeah, uh, cannot really remember much anything about Aiden Pierce. <laughs> so yeah, he has his hat, and he's got like his little um, like uh, uh, oh, face he has mask, his uh, like, iconic like his, like, hat. Hang, uh, hang, hang, 
Or no, not the uh, bandana that goes over his face. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I think they also revealed that Stormzy yeah. is going to have his own mission in there, which is uh, a neat little tie-in as a, a British rapper. Uh, also just kind of weird that they just like tying into that kind of part of uh, British culture, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, Stormzy slightly moves the needle, but as far as Aiden Pierce, like, I- I'm pretty sure no one else cares, right? Like, on. Only only the weird part of yeah. the yeah. Watch Dogs fan base. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, like, if they are willing... Uh, the I first mean, like, game it, more than the second. Uh, if they are bringing Aiden Pierce back, uh, though, I'm hoping that, you know, in the future yeah. that maybe we'll see them bring back, like, some more characters. Like, I, th- I think it'd be cool to see, like... Yeah, you know, obviously, I, everyone wants Marcus, but also, like, other characters, like, Wrench, make a comeback, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice, and I assume the way they work on some of those games, that might be something that comes out later. Yeah. After launch, is like, uh, here, we brought some of the characters from uh, Watch Dogs 2. Join the fray. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Ubisoft Forward. Uh, pretty decent show, but they've certainly stacked the deck for the next, like, six months uh, for games, so uh, if you're not interested in everything, there's probably at least one thing that might be uh, piquing your interest. Uh, speaking of things that are coming soon, the Panzer Dragoon remake that was exclusive to the Switch uh, is not going to be for too much longer. Yes. Uh, it's going to be coming to PS4, Steam, and uh, GOG. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a date for it yet, but uh, they just say you know it'll be soon available uh, for these uh, additional platforms, uh, which is nice to see. Do we know if it's upraised or anything? Uh, I assume so. Uh, they just, it's just a tweet they put out. They didn't really put out too much in the way of, uh, information on that. Uh, I guess it'll have updated graphics, improved 360 controls. That's just probably for the remake itself. Okay. Yeah. Not really too much information on whatever's going on there, but, uh, seems like this is like a six month exclusivity for Switch. Cause that came out, uh, March 26th. This would seem like it's probably coming out uh, later this month. Hmm. So yeah, there's a, a remake of a classic game coming out pretty soon for more, ple- more people to check out. Good. Because uh, that game was criminally underrated. Yeah. It was, it was a genuinely amazing game. And i um, glad that Sega kind of managed to pull their heads out of their asses long enough to decide, hey, we need to bring this game back and bring it to a new audience because we've been sitting on a gold mine this whole time and completely ignoring it. Yep. Yeah, I remember being pretty excited when it was first announced, but I've never actually taken the plunge yet. And again, like, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that we haven't really heard much out of it since this release. Uh, I'm going to assume it's good because normally, like, when you have a game like this, we talk about how it can't really perform on the Switch. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're somebody who's unfamiliar with with, with the Panzer Dragoon uh, series, it's pretty much Star Fox with dragons and that's sick in its own right so yeah yep yeah I think the only thing I remember hearing about is just it's a short game which like yeah that's kind of how mm. those games were back then yeah uh, you can kind of burn through it the first time pretty quickly it's just unlocking more stuff to do uh, that kind of gives you some more uh, content there mm-hmm. but uh, yeah and uh, yeah uh See, something else coming out later this month. Uh, Minecraft on PS4 is getting VR support. 
Uh, Sony is doing kind of a, a VR, PSVR kind of a, a spotlight week of announcements. And this is kind of the biggest thing they had was Minecraft uh, getting VR support on PS4, uh, PS4 for free. Uh, later this month, no date on it just yet. But uh, yeah, talking about being able to just play with uh, the regular DualShock uh, and be able to play in you know VR first person. Uh, which is pretty cool support for that game to add, which I think has been on PC for a bit uh, at this point. Uh, but yeah, nice to see uh, the Minecraft stuff kind of uh, show people, get more people into VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of things that are not coming out this year, uh, No More Heroes 3 has been delayed to 2021. Uh, the devs wow. put out a post on their Twitter account uh, from Goichi Suda uh, who said that yeah, it's being delayed to 2021 as a result of just COVID-19 and all that uh, affecting uh, their ability to get the game done. Uh, and yeah, that the I say, but the effects of COVID-19 pandemic have unfortunately proven to be a real body blow to our schedule causing unforeseen delays in development. They managed to get back on our feet with development. We have decided to focus on prioritizing quality and to therefore push back the final release dates. Uh, so they're shooting for 2021 now. That definitely explains uh, a good bit uh, why we've heard pretty much nothing since that game came uh, got announced back at the TGAs in 2019. Uh, but it looks like uh, they do have uh, somebody named Derek Robertson of the boys fame uh, is providing illustrations for the game. Actually some artwork for that game. Mm. Uh, so, so that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, unfortunately you're not going to see no more heroes for uh, a bit more time until sometime next year. Uh, also getting pushed to 2021. Luckily this one's just to Q1 2021 mm-hmm. is Kina bridge of spirits. Yeah, this was uh, one of the big sort of, I guess, big, big uh, attention getters when it was first revealed. And uh, yeah, one for of the good big, reason, because like, it looks great. Um, yeah, one, one of the big indie games for the PS5 uh, launch window. Yep. Uh, but they say that, uh, yeah, the year has brought many challenges. Transition to working from home has caused developments to be slower than uh, they had hoped, so they're moving it to Q1 2021. Uh, and that'll be... Yeah, that's pretty much their whole statement there, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shame, but it is on, I think, the cover for Game Informer this month. Yep, so you can, at least for the time being, uh, learn a lot more information about it. Mm-hmm. Like Even they talked about uh, just purely launching it on a PS5, that it kind of is able to load into the main game menu faster mm-hmm. than they can display the logos and all that. So that's kind of uh, yep. providing some challenges and hey, less time for those things, uh, the better. Mm-hmm. So I know playing Dark Souls, it takes so long just to get to the damn menus to get started. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's sad news. But hopefully, it works out well for the game and the the studio itself. Mm-hmm. It seems like one of the brighter games coming out in the the first uh, first three months for the PS5. And uh, yeah, speaking of the PS5, 
we do know that uh, they are going to have a PlayStation 5 showcase here on Wednesday, uh, the 16th, at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's about 40 minutes long, features updates on the latest titles from Worldwide Studios mm-hmm. and their uh, development partners. And I assume the price and date will be in there somewhere near the end. Uh, or else yes. people get even more nasty in the comments. Because you know how the internet is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's some good news there to look forward to this week. Uh, for those that are interested in Sony's portion of their uh, of the launch of next-gen consoles. Uh, and speaking of the launch, we are uh, seem to have most, if not all, of the information we need for uh, the Xbox uh, slate of consoles. Uh, yeah, they finally confirmed that the Xbox Series S exists after numerous leaks. And it seemed like the leaks got big enough that they said, well, fuck the thing we're going to do next week. Let's just announce this all now. Yep. Because uh, whatever leak uh, they couldn't fix. So we know that uh, both of them are launching November 10th. Uh, pre-orders start on the 22nd here of September, so about another week and a half uh, for that. And that's yeah, it's a Tuesday launch. I looked it up, uh, so that'll be uh, interesting to be able to get that uh, earlier in the week uh, than a lot of launches usually being on the weekends mm. uh, for the past couple. But uh, price-wise, Series S is going to be 2.99. Uh, let me see. I got to pull up the article on the specs because it's there's a reason why it is two hundred dollars cheaper than the Xbox Series X, which will be four ninety nine. Because uh, it has a smaller SSD in it, it's five twelve instead of a one terabyte. Uh, seems like the exact same kind of SSD, so no real speed cons- compromises on that. Uh, but the CPU is largely the same, a little bit slower. Uh, the GPU uh, similarly is uh, the same kind, but a little bit slower. And so is their, their teraflops uh, numbers here. It's 12.15 for the X mm-hmm. and 4 for the S. And even the RAM is uh, a bit of a downgrade. It's 16 gigs of GDDR6 for the X and 10 gigs for the S. Uh, and the speeds for that is also uh, a good bit slower as well. So they're kind of aiming for performance target. They say here is 1440p at 60 FPS with some support for up to 120, while uh, Series X is 4K at 60. Uh, Along with that, it is digital only. No disk drive in there. Uh So no Blu-rays or physical games at all. Uh, but you do get access to all of the the digital games uh, you owned previously on consoles, on the Xbox One and 360 and all that. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely an interesting way to go about for that uh, cheaper console. Uh-huh. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how things turn out even a few years down the line, because there's some devs on Twitter that were like, oh, this is going to be a challenge. Uh, yeah. Working with this as a like baseline spec for uh, Xbox games, yeah, uh, and others are like ah, it's not going to really be too much of an issue. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, they're also offering an interesting 
their uh, all access plan, which is their kind of like payments uh, plan stuff. You can get uh, the X Series X for thirty four ninety nine a month for twenty four months, or mm-hmm. the S for twenty four ninety nine for twenty four months. I think with that you also get uh yeah game yeah pass i think ultimate that uh like, I, that, uh, like I think there. that last part just having game pass ultimate built into that definitely makes that like definitely a it seems like a pretty good deal and you know like i mean i mean right, right now like i'm planning on trying to get a you know, i'm planning to try and get a playstation 5 yeah. at launch but i mean like uh you know and i mean given the fact that i just bought a uh xbox <laughs> given the fact that i just bought an xbox one yeah. i'll probably hold off on getting an xbox but like if i were going for a uh like the next gen like a next gen xbox like i probably would go with one of these like options uh just because i mean you know it's certainly a lot of you know it's just like uh whenever you get a phone like whenever you get like a new iphone or like a new uh, android phone or something like that like it it's like being able to drop like you know like 25 bucks a month or 35 bucks a month uh instead of just having to drop like a lump sum of like you know five hundred dollars at once uh just it definitely seems like a little more manageable especially like if you have game pass where you know you know that if you you know as long as you keep keep your payments up you'll have access to like um you know tons of downloadable games at no extra expense yeah yeah definitely for people that are a bit more price conscious uh and kind of want to Maybe go even a cheaper route and kind of uh, spread it out a bit for them. That uh, definitely seems like a, a pretty decent option for them. Uh, but yeah, the main issue as far as these uh, these two consoles is just uh, purely the launch lineup, which uh, definitely took a hit with Halo Infinite getting delayed. Uh, yeah, I, for, for, for me, that was it. I mean, like I was more than down to go ahead and get a Series X but like without Halo in that launch lineup, it's like nothing really changes between now and like, you know, next March, whenever it comes out, because they haven't really shown anything like, yeah, it's great that we have all these prices and stuff, but they haven't really showed what the launch window was as opposed to, as opposed to the PS five. And that makes it tough to really warrant getting it on day one. Granted, like, yeah. you know, you, you still have all that excitement and stuff, but, and then the other thing is if, if you're already invested in the Xbox ecosystem, you have even less of a reason to do this. Like I do appreciate the um, uh, the, the the installment plan, um, and I, I do understand that you sort of save with with a uh, with the with the all access plan and 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 um and Game Pass in it. But I'm 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 one of those people that actually bought four years of of uh, of Game Pass Ultimate, so I don't really need that. Like if if there was an option to go ahead and buy the console with installments without the extra stuff, I would have elected to, to go for that. But otherwise. Like you really only save twenty bucks here if you go for the X. If you go for the S, it's, t- it's totally different. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. Yeah, and I had a convenient uh, thing happen where my Xbox One X decided to. Uh, it's no longer going to work, as I was going to play some the other day. Uh, so I was like, "Well, conveniently, it kind of comes up to oh, I could replace that with like an S if I wanted to." But uh, I think uh, f- further reporting on this is. Uh, Showing that the Xbox One X uh, visual updates that they did for a number of games is not going to apply to them on Series S, uh, which is a bit of a shame. I definitely understand some of that, but it seems like they're also going to have to do... uh, Some of the games are going to have upgrades for 
shortening load times, uh, 1440p support, all that kind of stuff uh, there, though I'm kind of still wondering what uh, that is even going to be uh, for these upgrades. And kind of at this point, I'm basically just willing to just let it go for a while for just Xbox's uh, releases. It's like, I don't really have any games there that I'm jumping at the, the bit to play. And I have this new PC that will be able to play uh, any of Microsoft's stuff just fine uh, on it and don't really need to spend another 500 bucks for uh, to make it something shiny that can show off on my 4K TV. Uh, so it's kind of a, a weird situation there to be in. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, as far as their launch, they did confirm that, uh, what was it, uh, Gears Tactics is going to be a launch title on consoles, on their console, finally come to consoles. So it's been PC only for the, the last few months. So it'll be out there day one on that. So I think Tetris Connected is going to be out there. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, I think Dirt 5, like a lot of third-party stuff, but also stuff that you know, you're probably not buying just for the next-gen thing. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I think it's going to be unique for everybody. Like, what what game may be the one that does it for them? But yeah, for Microsoft stuff, yeah, it's I, definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, to like see. I think right now, like uh, uh, what I mean, the motivation yeah, is for yeah, people. Yeah, like 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 Dan uh, Reb mentioned earlier with Halo and Gone, like. There isn't really that single like killer app or anything that's really drawing people towards it. It really seems more like they're kind of leaning into the whole like uh like with Xbox you get the best value, you know, like how it yeah, you know, like if you get a game on the Xbox One, play it on your ser you could play it on your Series X or your Series S. Yeah. You know, day one, like you'll have like, you know, upgraded version, you know, like upscaled versions of like uh entire library of like some games in your library much but i mean as far as like just game releases yeah like there isn't really uh anything there right now it, like yeah i mean like it, it it's not even a killer app thing i mean like with, with the xbox one launch you had rise and like some other games like granted rise sucked but it was an exclusive, exclusive experience you can get on day one like game pass is a great value because you have all these games that you've already had but aside from that like nothing is new um, it's, it's the same yeah. thing, with, and admittedly, it's, it's the same thing with the PS5. We don't know what's coming out at launch, but I'm pretty sure on Wednesday they'll, they'll have something. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I assume Wednesday will be the kind of thing where they kind of make the the vision of what's going to be there day one uh, a bit more clear for people. And yeah, it's it's interesting to see how this this whole thing is going to go because it's very much you could do the. You know, you could bring your library to you on the next platform, uh, yeah. kind of the way you do with uh, when you build a new PC. I was like, oh, I got this, now I can play my old games, maybe a bit shinier, uh, or run better, whatever uh, the issues may be. Which is why I'm uh, curious to see like what the what the inherent upgrades are going to be uh, for games, whether they have to the ones that it just provides purely through the power it has over the Xbox One and X. And all that uh, versus just the ones that you know developers have to specifically put out updates to enable that kind of stuff. But it also kind of comes to a point of you know, especially with the S, it's like I get the the point of a console that's cheaper, 
to bring people that have, you know, less money or don't have a 4K TV that they need to uh, uh, get a console for just that feature itself uh, right away. Uh, but why would they jump in at launch? I think because a lot of those sort of people typically wait anyway for, you know, price drops or bundles with, you know, games they might be interested in, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, like there would probably be a Halo Infinite Xbox Series X bundle uh, and Series S bundle and all that kind of stuff uh, whenever that does happen. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious to see like what the the sales spread of those two consoles is. Because I'm curious to see like what the... Because typically the launch is going to be your most hardcore people, which would point to the X being the thing. But hey, maybe the... Mm-hmm. The, the three hundred dollar console at launch kind of gets some of those people that are on the edges as far as price uh, onto their off their fence earlier than they more, normally would be. But also having an all digital console that only has you know five hundred twelve gigs and it's not necessarily great, uh, especially if you're going to throw in things like a new Call of Duty that I think on the current gen is like one hundred and thirty hundred and fifty gigs. Uh, taking up a very large chunk of that uh, kind of thing, and I think the there've been potential leaks of what the uh, the expansion uh, SSD expansion uh, thing could uh, cost, and is like two hundred bucks for a terabyte. So you could essentially upgrade that to uh, a similar price as the X, but have an inferior console with just like an extra five hundred gigs of space on it. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of interesting things they're offering there. As I was just saying, uh, you can keep the Xbox One if you need. That's going to be fine with uh, for what you need for a while anyway. If you're on PC, who fucking cares? Because we can still get your money that way too. Uh, it'll be an interesting launch, especially once we get the the PlayStation uh, information out there and kind of see what what the two are offering and how they compare and contrast and all that. Uh, that'll be uh, pretty interesting to see. But yeah, uh, talked a bit about Game Pass Ultimate, and they, alongside all this, kind of announced another addition to Xbox Game Pass uh, Ultimate uh, and, uh, I guess, PC Game Pass as well, is uh, EA Play is kind of uh, offering their wares as part of uh, those two specific services. So if you just have regular Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox, uh, you're not going to get this. Uh, but you will get uh, EA's titles added to the lineup uh, when they get added to EA Play, uh, which is an interesting perk, though. I think people maybe don't realize what EA Play is because you're not getting their games day one, full games at least. Uh, you get a 10-hour trial about a week or so ahead of time. Uh, to check it out, and if you want to buy it, you can to get like an extra discount. So I'm curious if that's just going to be the default one that Game Pass has, or the one that EA has, because they're I think they're different. Like it's twenty and ten percent. So I think Game Pass at launch doesn't. Hmm. I forget if Game Pass at launch lets you uh, get an actual discount for brand new games. Hmm. I don't think so. I think it's like thirty days. They start offering like a ten percent. And after like 90 days, it's 20%, something like that. 
which I'm looking at Battletoads on this PC app, and it, uh, it just shows 20 bucks. So, yeah, I think that is the case. Yeah. Uh, so there's some interesting caveats, but you do get the, the backlog of EA stuff. I don't know what it would be for each platform, or at least PC. Uh, you would at least get like stuff, their big stuff like Need for Speed, Battlefield, Mass Effect. Well, Mass Effect would just be on. I don't know. I'm curious to see like what that is. Like they mentioned, Mass Effect Skate and The Sims. Like The Sims definitely would be on PC. Skate, I don't mm-hmm. think it ever came out on PC. I don't think that's on Origin Access. So that'll be the interesting thing to see, like what, what all you get there. Um, I know that uh, EA is definitely doing more of their sports stuff on PC now with Madden and FIFA and all that. Uh, that's a neat little value add. I don't know necessarily. It's like a, I think they should really push people like, oh, well, I wasn't on board with Game Pass, but now I am. Oh, I get to play Madden. I get to play Madden. You know, sixteen. On my Xbox now, it's like not not really, but maybe there's a couple games there that get people uh, in there. But uh, yeah, I think it seems more worth it for the PC side mm-hmm. because you can get like the the stuff that looks really good, like Battlefield Five and all that, uh, without necessarily having to buy them or pay you know fifteen bucks a month. So I think it's just involved with the the basic PC. Uh, Game Pass there for ten bucks though. That is also going out of beta here. Uh, I think the seventeenth on Thursday. So the the price they got currently going on where you can get five bucks a month uh, for it uh, is ending on Thursday, and people found a way to kind of extend your uh, subscription for that five bucks a month. Uh, you got to do a little bit of trickery, like. Extending it and then canceling the the renewal, and then it lets you extend it again for the five bucks. So you can kind of uh, uh, buy up a bunch of it on the cheap, for essentially for like sixty bucks for a year, uh, if you want that. Uh, I use some credit I had from the rewards mm-hmm. stuff to get at least a, a few months here into next year for for, for uh, no cost out of my pocket at least. So. I hope that means they're going to put out a big update for this app because it's still a not great app for all this. Mm-hmm. Like it literally just puts all the games in a random order. Yeah. Like as far as I can tell, there's no rhyme or reason. Stuff will move around mm-hmm. randomly. So me just trying to find games on this list. I'm like, uh, where the hell is it? Can I tell which tiny icon is the right tiny icon for the game I want? Unless I just move the little bit of the the that part of the app open so it shows me actual titles yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of issues there that they need to fix uh, especially the part where it's also tied into uh the windows store the microsoft store which people do not like for a lot of legit reasons uh but yeah that is uh that's the xbox section here uh putting out a pretty strong uh uh you know, offering for their launch stuff. Yeah. To see how, how well it resonates with people wanting a mm-hmm. new shiny thing. Uh, but then there's some bad news for X cloud uh, as part of a Xbox game pass ultimate right now, mm-hmm. uh, because Apple announced new game streaming rules for their platform. 
uh, that are a little bit more lenient, uh, but not really in a way that's going to change anything, I don't think. Uh, they just uh, put this out the other day that says uh, streaming games are permitted so long as they adhere to all guidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Each ga- each streaming game must be submitted to the App Store as an individual app so that it has an App Store product page, appears in charts and search, has user ratings and review, can be managed with screen time and other parental, parental control apps, and appears on a user's device, etc., Streaming game services may offer a catalog app on the App Store to help users sign up for the service on the games on the App Store, provided the app adheres to all guidelines, including offering users the option to pay for a subscription with in-app purchase, and you sign in with Apple. All the games included in the catalog app must link to an individual App Store product page. So for a service like uh, xCloud uh, or Stadia that has, you know, a good 100 games or so, uh, it seems really unwieldy to yeah. require them to have put each of those games as a separate uh, app on the store. Uh, seems like a way to uh, ensure that you, Google and Microsoft are not going to bother with this anyway. Yeah. Uh, to which Microsoft did put out a statement saying, this remains a bad experience for customers. Gamers want to jump directly into a game from their curated catalog within one app just like they do with mm-hmm. movies or songs and not be forced to download over a hundred apps to play individual games from the cloud. We're committed to putting gamers at the center of everything we do and providing a great experience is core to that mission. Which, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Yep. Uh, seems like Apple still continues to not, not really want the, want these streaming services on their platform because they cannot make yeah. as much money off of them as they can just regular apps. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it continues to, be an idea that's probably going to be Android exclusive for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, purely because Apple wants to protect people, I guess, somehow. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that's kind of it for the show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of big stuff. Uh, we'll be back next week here. I think we'll be coming up on our 300th episode here in uh, two weeks, I think it is. Yes, I do believe that is the case. So we'll and, uh, uh, try and organize something for that, I guess. Yeah, we'll definitely have a couple things there, and I think we'll have a special guest uh, on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our former hosts who's been taking yeah. a break. Uh, yeah, we'll be back here next week with a new slate of news. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of news from Sony that... Uh, uh, gives us uh, some more excitement for the consoles coming up. Yeah, here. Fire wallets. Yep. Uh, find another way to empty our wallets here mm-hmm. uh, for the fall. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for a week. Thank you everybody for tuning in, and thank you to Brandon Perkins, uh, John Yelenik, Danner Victorio. I'm your host Chris Ologi, and we'll see you next week. See y'all later. <laughs>